Welcome everybody to NXT War Games on Tap Out Talk. Let's get in. Welcome everybody, and you know what this is, it is the Rage in the Cage, it is War Games NXT 2.0 style, and you know what, we're going to get into the new NXT generation, and a little bit of results and thoughts here on Top Out Talk, so, you know, first result and thoughts, so the first thought of this new NXT regime is the design, the overall tie-dye 2.0 is what we're going to call it, tie-tie 2.0, right? So tie-dye 2.0, and I can't help but think that I've seen the guy that designed this new layout for NXT, and it reminds me of a movie that came out over the summer, and there was a superhero in this movie, and it was the Suicide Squad second movie that just came out, and it is uh, reminds me of the Polka Dot Man, right? Like, I can't help but see these little polka dots all over the place when I watch NXT 2.0. You'll see that in my layout here on the show as well. And also, if you look, you know, in my War Games logo, you know, of course, that's not my logo. That's the WWE NXT logos for War Games, which also looks like it was sponsored by Pokemon, right, or Polka Dot Man. So um, I just couldn't help but think I wanted to throw that in for a little fun. So let's get into a little bit of what happened tonight and... I got to say, you know, you guys got to keep in mind, this is a five-card event, right? So by all means, this should have been about a two-hour event like the old-school takeovers used to be, right? But what we did learn tonight is it is not takeover, but rather the celebration and end of NXT takeover. So let's go ahead and get in the first match, and you'll see what I mean. All right, so we got the first match up, and what we're looking at is... The women's war game match. We have Cora Jade, the young and up and comer, Kaylee Ray, Io Shirai, and then and Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai. And then we got members of Toxic Attraction, Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane. So uh, Toxic Attraction has been on a bit of a tear lately in the NXT and they're really featuring their show around this toxic attraction group and they actually hold all the titles to date and of the women's division can hold so they kind of run the women's division in the women's house right um Mandy Rose recently took the title off of Rique Gonzalez so uh let's get into this match a little bit and um I'm gonna be honest guys I this one was it was not good it um started all over the place and it was just kind of all over and it just they you know you could tell there was a lot of work just inexperience in the situation right um it went over 30 minutes too and i think that kind of hurt this match a little bit and i know it's hard to cut time on a war games match but i think it would have done them some good to kind of build up during the match while the countdowns are happening and then kind of cut to a quick finish you know so but regardless here's what we got going on break down the action we got um, Dakota Kai and Kaylee Ray start out brawling early. Kay knocks her off her feet with a drop kick, snap DDT out of the turnbuckle. Dakota doing some hardcore feng shui with kendo sticks, and the 
in the gap, basically in the gap between in between the rings. So they have two rings in this layout, right? And so sometimes they get caught fighting in between these two rings that are butted up next to each other. So just to give you guys a visual. So we end up grinding her face basically into the turnbuckles. But Kaylee Ray slams her into the sticks and into a diamond plate as the countdown timer ticks. Click, click, click. Cora Jade is the third one out. So she is now the third person joining this match via war game style. Attacking Kai with her skateboard. And then she uh, whip reversed, boot up, insiguri, helping Kai to her feet. A snapmare kick to the back. Baby faces are working Dakota Kai over, but eventually she reverses a double suplex to a double DDT. And the timer is ticking down again. Tick, tick, tick. Gigi Dolan is at the fourth one out to even the odds. She enters the ring with a backpack full of blunder and a trash can and throws it at Jade. Nobody um, home for the die, but she lands with a drop kick, a German suplex on Kaylee Ray, stacking them up in the corner with this for the stereo boots. Baby faces turn things around. Kai in the trash can and a KLR bomb puts Gigi into the can. And then we get a countdown, and it is Io Shirai is the fifth one out. Shirai is in the cage with a pump kick, but Dolan manages to cut her off and throw her into the steel cage wall, grinding her in. Uh, the desultory brawling and the countdown timer ticks, ticks, ticks. J.C. Jane is now the sixth one out and invited into the match. She slides a table in the ring, but soon enough, Shirai is all powered up and hammering people with the corner and the knees and the tiger faint kick, and Jane's on the table. So Jade is off the top, and she hits a Centon Atomico through JC on a table both. So Cora's injured, her shoulder's bugging her, and Eo comes over to the door and shuts it, telling all the medics and all the refs that she'll take care of Jade. <laughs> so that was a classic good moment right there. Cherie grabs her wrist and steps on her chest to pull her back, into the joint, and then she starts really working on the arm. And the countdown is tick, tick, tick. And out comes Raquel Gonzalez as the seventh entrance into this match. Gonzalez gets locked out briefly, but uses a fire extinguisher to spray her way into the door and being reopened. Then she shoves Dakota Kai into a trash can and swings her around like a sack of garbage, which was kind of an interesting, fun spot. Uh, Shirai and Kai are climbing up to the top, and they get an EO moonsault onto the trash can at the end of the jockey and uh, for position, basically. Uh, Gonzalez is checking on Jade now, and the countdown timer ticks. Tick, tick, and you know who it is. It's the champion. Mandy Rose is out at number eight, and the match begins. So now that war game begins, so in this match type, of course, as you guys know, they kind of beat each other up for a good and you know take their lumps on each other, and then the match begins once all the entrants are in the ring, and it's chaos. Rose goes after Jade's injured arm, but Shirai pulls her focus. Action everywhere. Jockeying for position everywhere. Gonzalez with a powerbomb lift on Jane, adding um, Dolan to her grip. But Rose comes over with a kendo stick and wallops her. Gigi with a Frankensteiner in the corner. Folding press, but Cora returns it and breaks it up with a kendo stick. And when they are loving their kendo sticks in this matchup. Jay desperately fighting back with a kendo stick shots. But she gets overwhelmed and laid out with a knee on the injured arm. Nope. She manages to roll up. And Cora Jade, she basically, nope. And then she basically manages to get a quick roll up. Cora Jade, Io Shirai, Kaylee Rie, and Raquel Gonzalez win by pinfall with a schoolboy roll up from Jade on JC Jane. 
So guys, um, like I said, not the best War Games match. I've seen tons. Um, War Games is one of those fun little you know, matches that you know you don't want too much of it, but you do want it to happen with a good story over the years. I like the whole toxic attraction thing, but at the end of the day, I just this match did not get in. There was a lot of rolling out of the ring and rolling under the ring and that kind of stuff and just was not as fun. <clears throat> All right, guys, so I had two favorite matches of the night. And in my opinion, this match that I'm about to talk about is one of the best matches of the night, okay? Now, I had, to me, if you were going to watch this and you wanted to shorten up your watch, I would recommend watching these two matches. One would be the main event match. The other would be the NXT Tag Team Championship match. And that's what I'm about to go over here. So those were, if you really wanted to only watch two matches on the show, those are your two matches to watch. So this is Imperium, uh, Fabian and Marcel versus Von Wagner. And Kyle O'Reilly, right? So the champions Imperium. Bartholomew and O'Reilly start with a bit of a light mat grappling. There's a cross arm ball reversed into a schoolboy pin, uh, tag from Eichner, and then an arm bar into an arm drag. Wagner tags in and lights them up. Kyle tags back in and goes for a strike for strike with Fabian. Front chance rate and a snap, snoop, uh, snap suplex. Wagner back in, lighting Marcel up. Eichner... Tags in and hits uh, Finley Roll. Vaughn staying in on the fight. The K. Let's see. Uh, excuse me. Um, Kyle O'Reilly tags in. He needs a plenty in the shoulder and arm breakers and punches. Back body drops Fabian and he picks up Vaughn back in. Lariats and then shoulder thrust action to the floor. More of the same. So they kind of go brawling all out on the floor at this point. And um, these two teams are really just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, really, you know, going at each other. Um, really a lot of good work by both men. Uh, the members of Imperium, the champs, really did, I won't say carried a match, but they really put on a great match against Kyle O'Reilly and, you know, and uh, Wagner. So at this point, then uh, we get back suplexes and puts Marcel, uh, Marcel on the apron. And Kyle O'Reilly dives with a knee to Eckner. Uh, Wagner's in, di um, in disguise and basically a big Olympic slam. So, um, But nope, a baseball slide cuts the big man off and tags to Barthol, thinking Imperium. At this point, they're thinking Imperial Bomb, but it's denied. And Wagner choke slams them into each other <coughs> right out to the X. Okay, O'Reilly tags back in off of the top rope. And there's a diving heel to Barthol's ankle. A heel hook is applied in the middle of the ring. Marcel is punching his knee and trying to escape. Eichner breaks it up with a moonsault. There's a guillotine choke applied at this point in the match. And Fabian then reverses with brute strength and pulls up and does a reversed guillotine choke of his own as almost each guy was hanging on each other and almost could like get a guillotine choke of their own in each of these matches. Anyway, Barthel shoves him over to reverse it, but still no. No count at all, right? So then trading kicks. Both men are down and out. Wagner and Barthel are trading punches. Eichner with a chop block to the big man. Total elimination connects. Marcel Barthel kicks out. Eichner with a big dive on Von Wagner. Back inside, there's a power bomb reversed, a cross arm bar, a folding press reversed into a triangle. Okay, a folding press reversed into a triangle okay wrenching it into fabian as he powers up a deadlift 
and then he deadlifts his opponent right up over his head, and it looks like Imperium is going to get the win, and bam, Imperial Bomb. It's over. One, two, three for the win. Imperium win by pinfall with an Imperial Bomb on Kyle O'Reilly to retain the NXT Tag Team Championship. Now, once the match was over, and again, this was one of my favorite matches of the night. This was what tag team wrestling should be about. And I have to say, this is one of the better ones that I've seen in NXT in a long time. So kudos off to all four of these guys. Now, the post-match, we're not done here. Post-match, Kyle O'Reilly is getting chants from the crowd. Thank you, Kyle, clapping. Thank you, Kyle, clapping, right? And then all of a sudden, and I noticed at this point, Von Wagner is sitting behind him, and he looks a little green. He looks like he's getting ready to do a heel turn, right? Um, the problem was is he had that look in his face, and it wasn't much of a shock because of the way the camera was positioned. So you can kind of see like, uh-oh, he's going to turn on him, isn't he? And then sure enough, he goes for a clothesline to lay him out. But Kyle O'Reilly reverses it and ducks the clothesline and then attacks Von Wagner and lays him out, and then he throws up the undisputed era sign and then he leaves so this is then going to set up later on in the program a cage match that will happen on nxt tuesday of this week and that will end up being kyle o'reilly's probably final match in nxt i'm guessing so cage match between these two coming to finish up this feud and finish up the fight all right so we're going to go on to the next match these next couple matches went pretty quick but um, let's go ahead and get into it. We have the hair versus hair match. We get a really good opening package um, with uh, Cameron Grimes and Duke Hudson. And we get an opening package of Duke Hudson. He is that poker player that, you know, seems to always have lucky things go his way. And, of course, they've had a long-term feud now with Cameron Grimes. Um, I believe it goes all the way back to In Your House NXT. So these two have been going at it for quite a while. Now they're at a hair versus hair stipulation. And you got to wonder, like, who's going to get it? I don't know. It started with them already going ahead and cutting uh, Cameron Grimes' beard. So you get help. Is, you know, Duke Hudson going to finish the job, or is he going to lose his hair indeed? They did a good job of setting up the ring here. They wrestled in one ring, but the ring that was butted up against the other ring for war games, they had the barber chair set up in there. So I did like the idea that they put that right in the ring next to him so you can go from action from one ring to the other after for the post-match. Let's get right in. So Hudson's in control early. He's sending Grimes to the floor, but he blocks and he smashes Duke's head into the steel steps. Then back inside, Cameron's running hot, but he gets countered with a rock bottom out of the corner. Ground and pound from Hudson. Grimes gets back into it, kicks into the corner, action to the floor again, and Duke suplexes him. Okay, So then stomping away, a Cobra twist is applied. Suplex reversed into a small package. One, two, nope, not enough. Knee to the back, pressing the attack with a backbreaker. Grimes gets the crossbody um, power slam out of desperation. One, two, no, not you. Okay, so it's not going to go this time. Out and back in, the slingshot, the sunset flip, Duke reverses, hand on the rope, but the referee, Daryl Sharma, catches him. Cameron um, with a pending predicament of his own, but it's no good. Some kicks connect. Hudson is staggering, and he eats a poison Frankensteiner, a corner boot, a diving crossbody, not enough. And I know that sounds like a lot, guys. Um, to the moon, countered. To the moon is the next move set. Countered with a body slam. Grimes kicks out a crucifix power bomb lift. Reverse to a Frankensteiner. 
Boom! Cameron Grimes wins by pinfall with a schoolboy pin. One, two, three. Okay, so then at this point, we get our post-match shaving, right? Because it is hair versus hair. So we now know when Grimes goes to force Hudson into the barber chair, Hudson, Duke Hudson looks very overwhelmed. And then what happens is he kind of does a classic heel move and rolls out of the ring and tries to run, but um, he goes, and then Cameron Grimes goes to stop him, but Hudson overpowers him and throws him in the ring and he throws him in the chair. And then you start to think that, uh oh, Cameron Grimes is going to get his head shaved, even though, you know, he did win the match. Cameron wakes up and then we get a, a um, setting him up in the chair. So he basically does like a little cave in and they sets him up in the chair and Duke Hudson gets his head shaved after a couple passes with the Clippers, Hudson runs away. So they didn't go really Bic like skin shaved on this one but they did take a set of you know standard clippers went right up the middle and then they buzzed him a couple times about three times and then um at that point he ran away so i look at it like this he got um duke hudson the guy with least hair in this match um got his hair trimmed and shaved but i don't think it was anything of a butcher job and i think it was just going to be the idea of getting him a new look and it gives him a little payoff for this feud but the reality is um there wasn't much this feud did for me so, you know, if you want to watch it, it's great, but it, it's not the end of the world because you didn't really miss an epic hair shaving. Um, nothing like Molly Holly at WrestleMania when they actually shaved her head bald or Vince McMahon even, right? But here's we go. Let's go to the next one. All right, our next match was a, another bit of a showdown between Roderick Strong and Joe Gacy. I've enjoyed Rod, Roddy Strong's matches for a very long time, not even in NXT, also in his Impact TNA days. Um very good wrestler, very well put together, and he's perfect for this 205 Live um, you know, cruiserweight division. So they get a good package of how this is building up, and this has been building up for weeks with the WWE reporting recently that they're thinking about eliminating the 205, or excuse me, the cruiserweight championship, right? So you know that was a big question going in tonight, and seeing well, it's not really about these two guys, but what, what's going to happen with this title, and how are they going to do this? So, anyway, we get this match on because Joe Gacy says that he is going to kind of change the uh, cruiserweight title to more of a traditional all-inclusive title, as he calls it, right, For to include everything. Um, I didn't see the WWE going with this because WWE does not like women versus men matches, right? That happens on the indies. It happens in Lucha Underground. Um, and so, it, with them, I didn't see them trying to go with an all-inclusive title where men are fighting women and all this stuff, but you know, that was the character Joe Gacy playing this up. So, uh, let's get into the action. Call and el uh, collar and elbow start out strong with a leg pick, and then Gacy scrambles back. So, there's a big slap across the face, which gets Roderick to unload on him with a flurry of punches back and forth. And then, of course, he hits his first backbreaker of the match, another big uh, chop, and then another backbreaker. So, he hits two backbreakers on Joe Gacy. Joe catches him with a northern lariat. Um, after these two are running the ropes and he hits him with a Northern Lariat from behind and then the hammers him with strikes to the, all the way to the apron. There was a uh, strong Roderick strong was trapped in the ropes and Gacy wails on him back inside the ring. Um, there's an elbow drop, um, and then a float over and then a backbreaker of his own to Roddy. Um, there was a lateral press for two where they were trading punches and then Roddy, um, hits back with a gut buster and an Olympic slam for one, two, but no. A Boston Crab was then applied. Joe reverses it to an arm trap, crossface, and um, then he's into the ropes. So nothing there. Harlan lifts Ivy. Um, 
I mean, now up, so Harland on the outside, Gacy's guy, uh, lifts Ivy from Team Diamond Mine up um, at the ringside, and Gacy has to talk him down. So, and then back inside, the Dr. Bomb connects. Boom, no good. And now we're off the ropes, and Roddy cuts him off with a jumping knee, and it's the end of the heartache. Um, Roderick Strong wins by pinfall with the end of heartache to retain the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. So here's the deal. I feel like I like the little story that they build up with these guys trying to go back and forth. The match did not get it done for me. Um, it was very lackluster. And so I feel like, honestly, I feel like Roddy did a really good job. Um, I like his whole being with Team Diamond Mind. I like him carrying the Cruiserweight title, and I feel like he's a great face for that division. Roddy can go. He can wrestle, right? I feel like Joe Gacy has potential with his character, but he's going to have to do some little more work. But, hey, that's what development's for. But at the end of the day, man, I just, you know, I'm starting to like these NXT originals and not necessarily the newer guys with a select few. So this is another uh, match that I would pass on if you weren't wanting to watch the whole show. So which brings me into the main event, which is a must-see match of this show. And here we are, guys, with a main event. Old school, black and gold, versus new school, NXT 2.0. We've got, for it representing NXT 2.0, the new blood, we got Braun Breaker, Grayson Waller, Tony D'Angelo, and Carmelo Hayes. For representing the old school, black and gold, we have LA Knight, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, and Pete Dune. Now, the only guy that doesn't fit in that old black and gold group, to me, is LA Knight. Even though um, he is good, I like his work. He's more of a, you know, he's not in that Gargano, Ciampa, Pete Dunne. Um, you know, I don't know if they could have snuck a Finn Balor in there or something, right? Maybe that would have been a little too much. But at the end of the day, um, that's kind of what we're looking at, what we're going with. So <clears throat> I like the way that they went in. I like the way that they really built up this match really well. So let's just break down some of the action and we can kind of talk about what happened. So I will say this match really caught my attention and it was just chaos everywhere but it was awesome okay so here's what we got we got Hayes and Gargano that actually started the match and let me tell you guys something Johnny Gargano may have wrestled his final match in NXT and the WWE and there's a lot of telltale signs with there with moves with a passing of the torch but Gargano coming out to Rebel Heart the much-loved theme song that we loved enjoyed. And it's like a nice storybook closed career. As you guys know, Gargano's contract is up here in December. So I do feel like that was a solid goodbye for Gargano. So we start out with Hayes and Gargano to start. Collar and elbow working, you know, with a little bit of back-and-forth struggle. Johnny with a side headlock. Carmelo reverses it to a hammerlock. Shot off the ropes. Dropped down. Arm drag. Johnny wrestling with the roll-through and a kick. A springboard gets cut off with a kick by the opponent. And then back and forth in the gap between the rings. And Gargano hits his Superman spear. Boom, right? Carmelo's off the cage with a forearm headed up top. Gargano with forearms in the corner. Both men meet on the ropes, smashing Hayes into the steel wall once again. And Johnny with a cartwheel powerbomb off the ropes. And the countdown timer tick, tick, 
ticks. And guess who's out third to enter this match? It's Grayson Waller. I got to say, I was very impressed with Grayson Waller in this matchup. So Waller is right into it with Gargano. So reversing a Tornado DDT into a Sheer Drop Brain Buster, a Tilt of War Backbreaker, a Fireman's Carry. Johnny counters with a Frankensteiner and gives hope. And then the Roll Through Kick. Carmelo is back into it now after his beat up. And then they go to town on Gargano together. So we got 2.0 dominating Johnny Wrestling. I did say it, Johnny Wrestling in the 1.0 team. So then they go for the, at this point, um, they go for DIY's finisher. And Johnny ducks and they he takes them both out with a two for one. And then Trick Williams throws in a chair into the ring and climbs the steel to join his pal, but Gargano takes him out with a steel chair, and he's beaten on Gargano some more, and the countdown timer ticks, tick, tick. Who's going to help Johnny? It's Pete Dunn out at fourth, and Pete Dunn is tough. I've liked him ever since he's won the NXT UK tournament, which was an impressive win and really got a hold of me, um, and he's had some war game experience. Dunn is in hot. All right, and he's coming in hard. And then at crash landing, puts Hayes into Waller, trading forearms with Carmelo, snap German suplex, and Gargano's back in it. Stereo cross faces, Grayson's running hot, and ace crusher on Johnny Rustling, and the countdown timer, tick, tick, tick. Next is Tony D'Angelo out fifth. Trick helps Tony slide some tables in. And Hayes chokes Johnny with a kendo stick. So we're starting to get a lot of weapons in the ring now that are getting in there and slid in and thrown in. And while they throw some trash cans and some crutches and some other just plunder into the ring. And Dexter Loomis appears from under the ring to run Williams out. So after all these weapons have just gotten thrown in there, Dexter Loomis finally appears. And then Tony has a steel chain. And they lock it, and he secures the door. So Tony D'Angelo now ties up, and so that way nobody can get in. The Hills used their newfound, you know, just plunder and weapons to beat the baby faces down as they count down timers ticking, tick, tick. And L.A. Knight is out. But when Knight goes to the door, he can't open it with D'Angelo's lock in place. But he climbs over the wall anyway, and he comes in the hard way, running hot, Whip to the corner, neck breaker on Hayes, throwing dudes all around, kendo shots everywhere, putting the trash can on Waller, and then teeing off with a kendo stick golf style. Bam. Okay, stopping the can, and the referees do come and cut the illegal chain off the door while Dunn grinds, and, um, excuse me, while Dunn grinds in the rim of the can into Grayson hands. Uh, into Grayson's hand before following it up with another kendo stick. So he's like taking this trash can and stomping on his hand with it. And then first into the hand and then into the ear with the kendo stick. And then the countdown goes tick, tick, tick. And then finally, Braun Breaker is out seventh. So here's the thing. The referees at this point still cannot get that chain broken. They got chain cutters, right? And at this point, there are like three referees are trying to do it. Braun Breaker's there, and he takes the chain cutters, and he finally tries to help them cut it. And they finally all get it. And Pete Dunne, at this point, the match kind of stopped and looked like, come on, guys, slowing up the pacing, right? You could just see Pete Dunne kind of reacting like, okay. And then he kind of looked at the fans. So then Braun Breaker finally gets into the match. He gets in hot, and he's coming in. He's destroying Knight with a power slam. And Pete and Johnny take Braun out with a high-low shot. And then Breaker recovers, and there's a press slam on Johnny Wrestling into everybody. Um, the heels grinding them down while Tommaso Ciampa stews in a cage. 
and Tomasa is just waiting, right, and waiting. The countdown timer, and then tick, tick, and Tomasa Ciampa is the eighth man out, and the finally the match begins. Ciampa in hard, raging with the trash can lid, assisted knees on all the heels before taking a seat on the trash can for a brief respite. Hayes wakes up and attacks him, putting boots on him, and Gargano attacks Carmelo from behind with a crutch. An impromptu DIY reunion occurs in the ring, and this was a great moment, right, between Johnny and Ciampa. And, uh, yeah, we got do-it-yourself, right, going at it. So tossing the crutch to Tom, he hits the Russian leg sweep, DIY doing their thing, but Breaker, Braun Breaker, cuts Gargano off um, by rock-biding him into Ciampa. A bit of a, you know, brawling moment, and then the baby faces are battered in the middle of the ring as they begin to mount a comeback. Sandwiching the heels again against the cage wall, they wedge trash cans into the ropes um, and lawn dart haze into it, basically. And then an avalanche belly-to-belly from L.A. puts Waller through a table. Um, a Tower of Doom situation breaks out, and Knight hits a snapmare driver, but D'Angelo breaks it up. And L.A. is going uh, to town on Braun Breaker in the ropes. D'Angelo cuts him off with a super kick, and he puts boots to him. Ciampa comes down, throwing trash cans all around. Avalanche, air raid, crash, trash in, um, into the trash can, but Breaker kicks out. Tony then, with a fisherman's neck breaker on night, he sets up a table. And this was a great moment in the match. Waller goes to the top of the cage. And he elbow drops off of the cage through the table. One, two, but Pete Dunn breaks it up. So now at this point, Tony has a crowbar, but Pete meets him with a kendo stick. Then they go off and Carmelo with the, they basically go all crazy on it, right? So he stomps into Hayes' hands. So there's so much action in the ring. And then a boot to the face, D'Angelo returns with a crowbar and traps Dunn against the steel with it pulling his mouth guard right out of his mouth with the crowbar. And Tony now stands up full height, and there's an avalanche swinging net breaker with the crowbar. Wow. So Braun and Tom are trading strikes. Breaker then hits the Frankensteiner, okay? The military press on Gargano. He escapes it, and he hits one final beat on the Steiner kid. Um, And then DIY, have him lined up. Meeting in the middle connects, but Hayes breaks up the call. And I honestly thought that was going to be the pin, right? So then at this point, um, at this point, then the meeting breaks up in the middle. Um, and then what happens is Ciampa with a knee and then underhooks. And then so he's getting ready to go at it. And then all of a sudden, boom, Braun Breaker spears him right through the table, right, right into the corner. So um, the straps are down. Braun has Ciampa where he wants him. And then guess what? Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo win by pinfall. NXT 2.0 with a power slam from Braun Breaker on Tommaso Ciampa to beat NXT Black and Gold. And then we go to the crowd. And then we go back to the ring and they're celebrating. And that is the end of NXT War Games this evening, folks. So... What we have here is uh, NXT 2.0 celebrating. There's a couple stories to tell. One, this was the send-off of Johnny Gargano. They had a beautiful moment with Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano having a nice DIY moment. Johnny Gargano's 
uh, send off with his DIY music uh, or Rebel Heart music. And I thought that was fitting since he was playing the good guy here. Um, I look at this is all about, all right, Grayson Waller looked good. Grayson Waller looked real good. Um, the other guys were kind of eh, okay, mediocre. But really, this was about Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa and the next step. So let's go ahead and close in and talk about our final thoughts on that. So overall, we're going to get into War Games, but War Games was a big setup to get rid of NXT Black and White and start ushering in this new era of the 2.0, right? And the new era of, of NXT. So here's the big things it did tonight. So in my final thoughts, um, as I said, the women's match didn't get it done. I do like Toxic Attraction, and I do think they still have some work to do there. Um, the Imperium is a really good tag team and I enjoyed the work with them. So I do like Imperium quite a bit. Um, I didn't really care for the other couple matches, honestly. Um, they just didn't do it for me. And, you know, right now with this new reboot, I'm finding reasons to kind of casually watch and drop in, even though I'm not going to watch this every week or I just may, if I don't have anything else going on, but I'm, I want to be able to casually, you know, just jump in and see, Hey, who's the up and coming and what do I like? That's what I liked about NXT black and gold. So the main event, though, really set up the next match, and we'll see more of this on Tuesday, but it set up the match of Tommaso Ciampa defending his NXT championship against Braun Breaker, which I expect Braun Breaker now to capture and be the leading face of NXT 2.0. So the Steiner brother, or Steiner brother, I should say Steiner son, is going to be the champion in the near future. Um, it, this is the triple booking they're doing, so... Tommaso Ciampa defended the title against him, so he is the better man. And then all of a sudden, you know, Braun looks like he's out of it, but he dominates and pins Ciampa to win war games for the 2.0 team, which now gives a case that he could deserve one more title shot in order to take the title off of Ciampa. So guys, those are my final thoughts on the show. Again, it's a two-match show in my opinion. It's the tag team, and it's also the war games match. But you know what? Let me know what you guys think. And, you know, if it's not down in the comments, you know, hit me up on Twitter and just give me your thoughts. Some of us are already, we've already been talking all night a little bit, and I appreciate that. I love the Twitterverse. So, um, but yeah, this definitely is, you know, one of the shows where, you know, you watch it. Um, it went a little over on time. I usually like these shows to be about two hours long, but it went about three hours or so. But, um, that's about it for it tonight, and I hope you guys enjoyed War Games as well. And just thanks for watching, as always, and supporting the channel. Give me a like. That helps me get me in the subscriber base. But anyways, thank you for watching. And always remember, it's not goodbye. It's game over.